Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the MLB Early Bird Podcast for the September 7th slate of baseball action. Of course, I am Jason Foy. That is Terry McBride. Of course, we are sponsored by Yahoo. We'll tell you a little bit about Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports here in a moment, but hopefully everyone's having a great Labor Day weekend as whether you listen to this on Sunday night or maybe on Monday, uh, you know, as Terry, you know, looking at the slates that we have, uh, as we do this show, Yahoo has not put out their slates yet, but the slates for FanDuel and DraftKings are out there. FanDuel's got three different slates. Uh, they've got a early only, which is three games. They've got an all day slate. Uh, both those start at 110 and then a 605 main slate. 605 is also the main slate. On DraftKings, DraftKings does have an early slate of three games. Uh, you know, obviously everyone's going to be paying attention to those, those six oh five main slates. But you brought up a great point before we started uh, going of you know everybody off work. You know what? There's probably going to be some more people looking to play those early slates on either DK or the all day slate on FanDuel. Yeah, I think so. You know, everybody's going to be hanging out tomorrow. Like we were talking about a little bit. It's not going to be your normal Labor Day with a ton of barbecues going on. You know, everybody's hopefully, if you are getting together, you know, everybody's uh, hopefully practicing social distancing and all that. But uh, definitely still weird times. So uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs on that slate. Uh, so I think I'm on uh, again in the morning on the strategy show. So we'll definitely be hitting that there. But uh, yeah, I think it makes sense to cover that here and uh, give a little preview. Yeah, of course. So before we get into those early games, do want to let you know today's show is sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. They are the most trusted name in fantasy sports. Yahoo DFS now includes CSV upload and CSV edit feature. Those looking to play multiple lineups, make better choices. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Yeah, you gotta go over to Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Just uh, you know, t- type it in there in the Google machine. It'll pop you right in there. Hop in some of those contests. So uh, be sure to check out our sponsor. Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Mention about the the early slate. Uh, so 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 you got the three games. We got Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Braves, Tigers, Twins. Now on the Fanduel all day slate, they do have the Cardinal, Cub, Ranger, Mariner games. Uh, those two games that I mentioned there are not a part of the early slate on DK. We can start off with the the Phillies. And the Mets, Zach Wheeler going for the Phillies, 4-0 and on the year. He's got 29 strikeouts on the year. He's going to be taking on David Peterson. He's 4-1 on the year with 21 strikeouts. Yeah, good spot. Overall, it's a good day for pitching, I think, just up and down both slates. Uh, you know, a lot of good options for pitching. So I like the spot. Uh, you know, two pretty good offenses overall. But uh, starting with Wheeler's, 22.5% strikeout rate for his career, uh, 0.87 home runs per nine. So he's a guy who's really good at limiting the home run. 55% ground balls so far this year, good for sixth in the league. Uh, he's allowing just 29% hard contact. That's second in the league, second best behind uh, Kenta Maeda. Throwing the sinker 25% of the time, getting really good whiff on his slider. Just pitching really well. The Ks are down a little bit. It's 14th uh, percentile in Ks, only 22nd percentile in whiff. Uh, the Mets as a team this year uh, versus right-handed hitting, they're 18th in the league in home runs. Tops in the league in batting average and OBP, uh, it's uh, 280 and 352 uh, respectively, 6 in slugging. So they've got a good slash against righties. Just 17th in the league overall at uh, 171 ISO though, so not a ton of power against right-handed hitting, uh, or right-handed pitching rather. We saw them break out for a bunch of runs today. It was Pete Alonso day, uh, finally hit two home runs today. Uh, I didn't have quite enough of a slice of the Mets uh 
But uh, good day overall. But uh, I like Wheeler to limit them pretty well here. Get a pretty good projection for him on uh, FanDuel. 9600 It's a decent price tag. Uh, so the point per dollar is not amazing on the on the uh, projection. I don't. It's not a killer projection, but it's good and it's good enough that I think we have to utilize it on a uh, on a three game slate. Peterson on the other side, uh, rookie. Tough spot for him as a lefty. Uh, the Phillies are second best in baseball in ISO this year uh, with a 244 mark uh, against left-handed pitching. Fourth uh, with 21 home runs against lefties. So offense, a lot of good righty bats there. Kit pitches pretty well overall, though. Uh, only 17.4% strikeouts uh, in his 29 innings, uh, 5.2 xFIP. Went into the pen and uh, threw four innings uh, out of the pen the last time out. Not sure how much uh, they're going to let him go, how long the leash is here. And a tricky spot. Uh, 8000 on FanDuel, though. The price is okay. If he can get past some of those big righties uh, in this lineup, he's, he's a decent enough kid on a three-game slate. Maybe he can get away with it. On the two-pitcher site, uh, if it's the setup for uh, for two pitchers for three games, I think you might have to get to it. But we don't have his price over there yet. So I'd be curious to see what they price him at on DK tomorrow. Yeah, we should mention as we do this show, prices have not been put out there. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what those prices are going to be. I'll tell you, over the past couple of days, the Mets have been like a popular stack for me. You know, looking at that lineup, uh, you know, you mentioned about what they, they did today here on Sunday, putting up that 14th spot, uh, Cano and Davis, the only guys in that lineup who didn't walk away with a hit. I, I always like, to me, when I look at the Mets lineup, it's always like, I could go a one, two, three stack. I could go a four, five, six stack. If I want to add a fourth or fifth bat in there, like they're a team that I do like their offense. Yeah, same here. I've written them up. I wrote them up, I think, twice last week, once overnight, and then once in the day slate. Uh, and that just varies depending on how much I think they'll be owned, really. But uh, top to bottom, really, this lineup is pretty good. You know, maybe not all the way at the bottom with like an Andres Jimenez who hit there uh, today. But, I mean, even, you know, Wilson Ramos, very good catcher option, uh, hitting eighth in this lineup. Scuffling a little bit this year with his slash, but uh, you get a ton of quality with Alonzo and McNeil hitting sixth and seventh. That's a tremendous amount of power, and then a guy with just a killer, killer hit tool. Uh, and then you've got Dom Smith and J.D. Davis up toward the top of the lineup are both, uh, you know, producing – Maybe showing who they actually are, not necessarily producing over their heads, but definitely you know hitting those expectations that uh, they had, particularly Dom Smith this year with his bat. And then I love Nimmo and Conforto leading off and what they do getting on base, setting the table for these guys. And they've both got a little bit of power in their lefty bats. So, yeah, really like it. And especially against right-handed pitching, they can just throw so many good lefties at you. Uh, it's just tricky. I think Wheeler does such a good job getting ground balls, inducing soft contact, that he'll be able to limit them a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, where you don't have Wheeler, it makes a lot of sense to put some Mets in your lineups. Yeah, I mean, the only thing with the Phillies, I, I when I look at potentially putting Philly stacks together, it's just because of with JT and Bryce being so highly priced every day, it, it, sometimes I'm like, okay, how do I put a Philly stack with at least one of those guys in that stack? Yeah, it makes it tricky, you know, and there's there's some other bats in there that I really like. I wish we had the DK pricing because the price conversation is always more relevant over there. Uh, when you can get them at like 3,800, 4,100 on FanDuel, you can make it work, you know, fairly easily. McCutcheon only 3,300, Didi only 3,000 over there, Gene Segura 2,700, Alec Bohm 25. So there's a lot of ways to make it work on FanDuel. DK makes it a lot tougher to put that team together, like you're saying, uh, when you get a couple of those hitters up at the 5,000 mark. Uh, you know, Reese Hoskins has been near that. Uh, Didi's been up around that mark. So makes it a lot more challenging. But, uh, yeah, stretching down to you might get like a Neil Walker in the lineup who can be sneaky, has shown power over the years, hits from both sides of the plate. You get a Hazley down, uh, a lefty hitter down toward the bottom of the lineup. Uh, probably not going to be going against the lefty tomorrow, actually, now that I'm thinking that through. But uh, there are options up and down that lineup that you can get to to make it unique enough and make it affordable enough that uh, I think we can get there. Yeah, just looking at the the money line on this game, minus 110 on each side of what we got up there. Of course, if you want to check out the betting lines for the games, you got to go over to awesomemo.com. Right at the top of the page, you'll see Odd Shopper. Just click that. That'll take you to where you can find out the best odds 
on the matchups. And the other uh, or, or 110 game is the Marlins and the Braves. Ian Anderson on the mound for the Braves. He's 2-0. and He's got 14 Ks on the season. And Jose Urena, who is going to be making his season debut. He had been on the COVID list, so he now goes in there. And uh, should note this line from MLB.com. Lifetime versus the Braves. He is two and eight with a six point six four ERA. Oof, Yowza. Doesn't do well pitching against this laundry, I guess. <laughs> That's what we always got to keep in mind. That's over time, you know, so it's not necessarily always the same lineup as we always talk about, but uh, that's, a, that's a little eye-popping. That's an ugly one. <laughs> so definitely something to watch out for. And, uh, look, that just speaks to the quality of this lineup up and down. Um, but just talking about Urena a little bit, he was supposed to be their third starter this year. He, he's a league average-ish kind of guy. Below that overall in strikeouts uh, for his career, 16% strikeout, 8% walk. Only 116 home run per nine. So he's okay at keeping the ball in the yard. But he does give up power to lefty hitters. So maybe you get to like a Freddie Freeman and a Nick Marcakis in your lineups with all, uh, you know amid all of those righty hitters that the Braves uh, roll out here. Uh, 0.90 to right-handed hitters for his career. Uh, but got beat up in 2019, which is his most recent stat cast numbers. We've got 6th percentile in exit velo for the season, 29th in hard hit rate, uh, 31st in barrels, just 10th percentile in strikeout rate, 18th percentile in whiff. So not a lot there in the arm. I think it's somebody you can definitely attack with bats. The Braves, 54 home runs, uh, ranked second in baseball this year uh, against right-handed pitching. 226 ISO, ranked third in baseball against righty pitching. So that's a stack I definitely want to get to. The righties hit righties very, very well. Um, if people are skipping over them because it's a right-handed pitcher going against them, then uh, I want to lean into it even more. I think that's a stack on that three-game slate you can do a lot with. You mentioned and about – Anderson. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to pick up – yeah, Anderson on the other side has honestly exceeded my expectations. I knew he was a good prospect, but I didn't think he was going to be ready yet, and he's pitched great in his two starts. Uh, he's looked very, very good. 29.2% uh, strikeout rate. You mentioned that's uh, 14 strikeouts over his 12 innings. Getting 44% whiff on his changeup, a ton of whiff on his curveball. Uh, just excellent so far. He was a 30% strikeout guy in the minors. More like a 10 to 12% walk rate guy than uh, so he's you know have that so far in the majors. So that might go up a little bit, but just done very very well. And he's going up against the Marlins, who are 29th in baseball with a 124 ISO against right-handed pitchers uh, this year. Have only hit 19 home runs. They're last in the league uh, in, in home runs, so not a lot of power. A bit of a different Marlins lineup than it was earlier in the season now that they put Marte in there. Uh, so they've got some hitters that I like in that lineup. They could be a little bit sneaky. Very, very affordable on FanDuel. Uh, so if you wanted to get to like a Corey Dickerson, Starling Marte, Jesus Aguiar, Matt Joyce, kind of a combo, maybe Brian Anderson in there as well. I don't totally hate that, uh, but I like the spot for the for the kid a lot better. He's very pricey at 10-4 on FanDuel. Makes it difficult for me to like him on FanDuel when we're getting uh, what was the uh, the price on uh, Zach Wheeler at 96. That's a little bit difficult for me. So I think I prefer Wheeler, but I think the public probably will too. Uh, so that's a, that's going to be an interesting spot to watch on a uh, on a three gamer. And just mentioning what these teams did on Sunday, Atlanta put up ten runs against uh, the Nats. All those runs came in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh inning. And the Marlins on the other side, they lost in 10 innings uh, against the Rays. I guess you got, you know, and you got to mention about the strikeouts. You know, Tyler Glass now in five and a third innings had nine strikeouts. Because I remember I I was at a birthday party and I had, I had a decent amount of of Glass now. Yeah. (laughs) And and I saw the Rays were losing. I'm like, oh man. And then so I just, I was like, all right, let me look at the box score. And I think this time, I don't know, maybe he was through four innings and he had six strikeouts. I was like, okay, all right, I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, you see that and you know you can you know kind of get by with it. And, uh, yeah, I had a very similar experience just checking the DK app throughout the day. <laughs> this is all those early runs. And, oh, boy, it's going to be one of those because I was, I was also quite heavy on them. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the top stack tool, love the Braves. You mentioned they uh, had a nice outburst today and uh, they were high-ranked in the stacks tool today. So uh, just it was a really good spot for them and they came through. And this offense has just been doing that a lot this year. You know, there's uh, top to bottom. I, I really like the Braves offense and what they bring to the table. Ronnie Acuna Jr. hitting back at the top of the lineup. Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman. I mentioned the lefty power against Urena, probably a really good spot. 
Ozuna, 12 home runs on the year, just having a monster year, 404 on base, 627 slugging, 310 batting average, 167 WRC plus, so creating runs 67% better than average. Just love the lineup. Uh, Austin Riley and Adam Duvall, even against a righty, I'm not worried about rolling them out in pretty big shares as well. Travis Darno is a catcher play. He'll probably be pretty popular in this matchup on a three-gamer, but I like the, I like the, the bat and I like the spot. So, yeah, I think I would be pretty heavy Braves on this one. Of course, when you're looking to make those lines, you got to go over to awesomeo.com, look at the features we have. Let you know on Monday, our free premium content will be MLB player projection. So let you know that's the free premium content we'll have on awesomeo.com on Monday, MLB player projections. Uh, the third game in the early slate is the Tigers and the Twins. Michael Fulmer is going to be going for the Tigers. Uh, he's, yeah, ERA is not very good. Only 17 strikeouts on the year. Uh, Michael Pineda, we saw his season debut last week, uh, getting uh, four strikeouts in, in a no decision. Yeah, it's you know, tricky for Fulmer coming back from surgery and, and missing you know so much time. You, you'd like to see the kid doing better, but uh, he, he's just struggling a lot. Uh, I've just got to fix something in my spreadsheet here so he pops up as I'm talking about him. But uh, overall, is 19% strikeout rate for his career, 7% walk, uh, 1.03 home run per nine, but giving up six home runs in 17 innings this year. Uh, you mentioned the ERA, 727 ERA. He does have a 418x FIP, so it's there's a lot of bad luck, a lot of circumstance in that big ERA. Uh, but just, yeah, not not overall pitching well at all. Uh, third percentile in exit velo, first percentile in hard hit rates, just allowing a ton of quality contact. Uh, 36th percentile in strikeout rate, 37th in whiff rate. 43.6% uh, grounders. He used to be around 48%, so he's not getting as many ground balls, which is probably part of what's hurting him, leaving his pitches up in the zone a little bit. So not really looking to get to much Fulmer. Uh, Twins, 44 home runs against righties this year. Uh, 192 ISO, ninth in baseball. Just a WRC plus 2% above average against righties, uh, which was surprising to me. I thought they'd be a little higher than that. But, uh, yeah, overall it's an offense I don't really want to tangle with with a pitcher I don't trust at all. Pineda on the other side against this Tigers offense, though, I, th I think we definitely can get to. Uh, they're only uh, 89, uh, so 89 WRC plus uh, so far this season against right-handed pitching, so 11% below average. They strike out worse than the league, 28.1% uh, against righties. So I think Pineda could have a nice little start here, a nice little strikeout start. He went six innings in his first start of the year the last time out, so no real worries about the leash as long as he's pitching well. Uh, was pretty good in his uh, comeback in 2019, 146 innings pitch, 4-3-0 XFIP, 23.3% uh, strikeout rate, only walked 4.7% of hitters, so I like that. Uh, he's given up a fair amount of home runs to righties over his career, 1-4-2 home run per nine, so maybe some of those twins righties get to him, but overall, I really like the spot for him. I think he's in play, uh, particularly on a small slate. Uh, I think he's going to be probably pretty popular against this offense. We see a lot of pitchers get popular against this offense. So I really like the spot for him. Uh, only 8,200 on FanDuel, too. That's, uh, that's at a pretty good price. Uh, mentioning about the two four ten games, uh, they're only on the FanDuel all-day slate. So we'll kind of just briefly just kind of just mention what they are. Uh, you got the Cardinals and the Cubs. Uh, Oviedo going for the Cardinals. Hendricks going for the Cubs. And then uh, Texas uh, and Seattle. We got uh, Marco Gonzalez going for the Mariners. And for uh, the Rangers, going to be Colby Aldred. For, for someone who's listening, maybe they're going to play that FanDuel all-day slate. Uh, is there a, a note on, on these teams that you would mention? So there's a lot in there. Um, you know, you'll have a lot of options going on the all day, but uh, depending on where the prices fall, uh, you know, I could see Marco. Uh, certainly, he's pitching well, and uh, that Rangers lineup is just really, really bad. Uh, I feel like he's pitched a lot against that team recently too, so that would be something to look into. But uh, yeah, I think he'd be in play there. Um, no real love for for Allard, uh, although the matchup is pretty good against the Mariners. Uh, on the other side, uh, Oviedo, uh, forgettable kind of a pitcher. Uh, that's what his last name means in Spanish. I mentioned that to Emac the other day. Not much there for him. Uh, who was the pitcher on the other side? Sorry. Uh, in terms of that one, that will be uh, Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks. So Hendricks is a pitcher I like, uh, and that Cubs offense I think could probably be in play against that uh, against that starter. Uh, he, he he was a shaky uh, starter in the minors, if I'm remembering my notes from the other day correctly. So I definitely think maybe take a look at some of those big Cubbies bats, and then uh, depending on price, Hendricks could be in play in that mid tier. 
Now, before we get into the main slate, do want to let you know about how you can get access to all of our premium content we have over at Osmo.com with an Osmo Plus MLB Weekly Pass for $15.95. This includes full access to Osmo's leading player projections, ownership projections, and the all-new pitchers tool and more. Get your pass today. Go to Osmo.com forward slash join to get an MLB Weekly Pass for $15.95. Five and uh, you know, look if you want a, a little sneak of what the, what you can get there. Player projections are free on Monday. Be sure I'm telling you, sign up. It's take advantage of it uh, and add Fancy Cruncher to your package as well. Uh, you, it's going to help you out a lot when, you, when you're building those lineups as well. But we look at the main slate uh, six oh five. We've got the Rays and the Nationals. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Rays. Uh, on the mound for the Nats is going to be Max Scherzer. So, obviously, we know Max Scherzer is always going to be the top pitching option on the board. You're going to have to pay up for him. Uh, I, I guess the question is, is do you see the strikeouts in this Rays lineup? Yeah, I think we. I think uh, you know the Max, especially against a guy like Scherzer, right? I think they're going to be there. Uh, I made a note. Uh, it was actually about something else that they do. Uh, just looking at the Rays this year, uh, they're one eighty nine ISO, which is you know pretty good, and then uh, a one eleven, uh, so eleven percent above average uh, WRC plus against right handed pitching. But the rest of my note was, but not all right handed pitchers are Max Scherzer, uh, which is very true about those strikeouts as well. Uh, they, the Rays are uh, right around the middle of the league. I think it was like 14th, 15th in the league, uh, 24% strikeout rate against righties. So they strike out a fair amount uh, against right-handed pitching, and Max just dominates. So I think we can. I, I don't think we have to worry about that at all. Uh, overall, uh, walks are all a tick over the from the last couple of years, uh, around four or five percent, but not really worried about that. Max has a dominant slider against those righty hitters as well. Uh, he gets a ton of swing and miss on it against righties. So I think he could have a very nice game here. Overall, 88th percentile strikeout rate, 92nd percentile whiff rate, uh, 60th percentile hard hit, 54th in barrels. So just nothing really to worry about. The Arsenal's dynamite. We know the pitcher. Uh, he's a guy I'm happy to pay up for pretty much every time. Uh, right, He's a 32.5% strikeout rate this year. So all over it. Not uh, not worried about Max. The price tag's big, but uh, happy, happy to get to him. Maybe throw a couple race stacks in there just to be a little bit different. They probably won't, won't be that popular, so you can get a little leverage against what's probably going to be a very popular pitcher by just rolling out a couple of them. On the other side, Morton, I think we have to be very concerned with the innings count. He's probably only getting three or four. Uh, he only went two the last time out, struck out four. But uh, overall, I think his velocity is still down now, like we're seeing here early in the season. Not sure what we're getting from him. There's just too, too many question marks. So I would get a normal, a nice projection for him if it was a normal start that I could trust, which is what I left in my spreadsheet just so I could could see it at uh, just 7,800. But I think the price is too much for a guy that we don't trust. Uh, curious to see what he comes down price-wise on DraftKings, but I expect it to be the same. And maybe a spot we can get to some nationals, roll them out to get a short start from a diminished pitcher and then get into the bullpen a little bit. Obviously, we, we know who Charlie Morton is as a pitcher. I guess the question has got to be is, like, like, say you're on Yahoo, say you're on DK, SP2, you know, best case scenario, you're probably looking at four innings from Charlie. Could only be three innings. You know, maybe he has a rough inning, whatnot. Is how many strikeouts does he got to get to pay off for you? So it depends. It's all going to come down to where that price is. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to price him in that like fifty-five hundred dollar range, like we see the opener reliever type guy start, which is probably around what he should be priced at for this slate, given what we know about his expected sample size. Uh, the challenge there is going to be this Nats strike. This Nats lineup strikes out just twenty point six percent of the time. They're third best in baseball against righty pitchers. So that's also challenging. It brings a lot to the table uh, against him. So with the question marks, with their ability to limit strikeouts, I, I don't like the spot at all. I mean, if he is down in that range at like 55 or something like that on, on uh, DraftKings in the 20s on Yahoo, then I think, yeah, maybe he's in play there anyway just because you're hoping to get by. You're hoping you get that good enough start where, like I mentioned, he struck out four in two innings the other day. So he does have strikeout stuff. He's been a 30% guy in his career. We're just a little bit worried about him being diminished. If he gets four innings, 
gives you five strikeouts, six strikeouts, and doesn't allow any runs, then you're getting a good value for your money if he's down at that price. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on where he's going to be in the uh, top starter tool tomorrow, too. Yeah, just looking at uh, stats over the last seven days, Trey Turner's one of the, the hottest hitters uh, in baseball over the last seven days. Uh, batting 429, he's got 15 hits in 35 at-bats, eight runs, three home runs. Uh, so he he's off to a, a great start here. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of – uh, you know how that one goes, but yeah, Scherzer. I mean, to me, it's just going to be about is I think you know, especially on the Fanduel side of things when we're talking about a one pitcher only of just like does his ownership get so crazy that I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll reduce my shares in him. So it's it's interesting. I mean, he's 11k, so he's 400 more than Gallon. He's uh, 700 more than Plesac. I like him a lot better than I like those two guys. Uh, he's 1,500 more than Ryu, who's going up against the diminished Yankees lineup, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so I like Ryu a lot better, I think, than I at uh, just that price difference-wise than I like Gallon or Plesak as far as my next guy down. But uh, Scherzer is just, for me, standing out over the top of everybody on this list. Uh, Dinelson Lamette would be in play. You know, these are guys we're, we're going to talk about, so no spoilers on those. But, uh, yeah, just, just looking at the board overall, he stands out. He's, he's significantly projected above everybody else, and I think, I think he's worth the money. I really don't have many questions about Max Scherzer. You mentioned about uh, Zach Plesak. That's actually the next game we're going to talk about, are the Indians and the Royals. Uh, 6, 10 p.m. Eastern time start there in Cleveland, Brad Keller is going to get the start for the Royals. He's three and one the year. He's got twenty three strikeouts. Men- mentioned about Plesac, two and one on the year, and he's got thirty Ks. Yeah, both guys pitching pretty well. Uh, Plesac missed some time. He was in that uh, weird situation with uh, the COVID uh, when he went out to dinner and everything. But uh, overall, thirty percent strikeouts on the year, only two percent walks, two nine seven xFIP, zero point six seven WHIP on the year. So keeping guys off base, limiting opportunities. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves. Tomorrow Monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uh, 10-3 is a big price tag. Not a lot of name recognition on him, though, overall. So maybe the public's not going to him. The Royals, not really a very tough lineup. There's some power, of course, in the lineup. But uh, like just looking at what they rolled out today, you've got a couple decent bats up top. But then it really falls off with what they what they played today. And it'll probably be a little bit different with uh, lineup tomorrow. But you got uh, Bubba Starling featured in this lineup now. You've got uh, Mondesi's not hitting well at all. He's not nearly the player he's been. Don't know what's going on with him. Cam Gallagher, Nicky Lopez, just not a lot to worry about in that lineup. So I get a good projection on Plesak. I like him to put up a pretty nice start here. Uh, not to the level of what I was getting for Scherzer, of course, like I mentioned, but definitely think he's in play. And I think, like I said, that the salary could keep people off of him and the lack of name recognition overall could keep people off of him. Uh, Keller on the other side, only 8,100. He's pitching very, very well, and he's excellent at limiting power. Uh, really like what he does with that. He's only allowed in his 333 and two thirds career innings. He's only allowed 22 home runs, which is very, very good. Translates to a 0.59 home run per nine. Limited strikeout ability, uh, limited whiffs. Gets a little bit of swing and miss on his slider, but not a ton. But he get, gets 47.9% grounders. Keeps it on the ground. Uh, only 37.8% hard contact. Uh, he was not in in the qualified on the board I was using. But that would be among the t- the top 25 in baseball. So really good at limiting hard contact overall. The Indians just 33 home runs this year against right-handed pitchers, 19th in the league. 
only a 147 ISO, 25th in the league against righty uh, pitching, and a, a 91 WRC plus, striking out 24.2% of the time uh, against righties, so around uh, right around the middle of the league. So this lineup, not quite as good. Uh, we've talked about them all the time for DFS purposes, and I do still like them overall uh, in a vacuum for DFS purposes, but I think this is a spot where I don't really like the Cleveland Bats and I do like the opposing pitcher. I think we can get some Keller in our lives, and I really like that that eighty one hundred dollar price on uh, on Fanduel. Yeah, we we we've always talked about the the especially the infield uh, of of the Indians. You know, you look at uh, you know Ramirez thirty eight hundred on Fanduel, Lindor three thousand. If you want to kind of go down, maybe maybe you think they can get the homer uh, against Keller. You know, Reyes. You know, three thousand. Um, you know, you can go down. Yeah, we to, talk. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, man. We talk. Yeah, we talk about uh, about home run hitters and uh, you know the upward uh, plane of their swing and how that plays against sinker ballers, guys who rely on a sinker. Keller throws the sinker twenty five percent of the time, so it is a big pitch for him. Um, so what happens there is just if he misses with where his arm angle is supposed to be, where he lets go of the ball and he leaves it up slightly, it meets that bat in the perfect spot to generate a home run launch angle. One of those uh, those critical launch angles that we're looking for. So if he throws the wrong pitch to a guy like Fran Mil Reyes, a guy like Carlos Santana, uh, a guy like one of the guys that you mentioned, a Ramirez, a Lindor, yeah, it could definitely go. Uh, so there is justification for it, but it's just – I trust the pitcher enough not to make that mistake because we've seen him over that 330-some-odd inning sample size not make many mistakes. Uh, so he's been very good at it in his career. But I think it is a spot where probably we're going to see a lot of the sites not advising people to go to the Indians, so they'll probably be pretty low-owned. The pricing on FanDuel is phenomenal. Uh, out of the guys you mentioned, you know, Carlos Santana at 2700 is is a misprice. I don't care that he's only hitting 193 in the batting average. Uh, he's not generated a ton of power, but we know there's a lot of quality in that bat. He hits cleanup in the middle of this stack. So I could get to it there. I would really limit the amount that I was uh, that I was rolling this stack out, though, because of how much he limits power. Uh, but if you're seeing them at like 1% ownership as a team, it's easy enough to put them in 5% of your lineups and just play that. So they're in play. Look, we, we both know when you're putting Carlos Santana in your lineup, you're not counting on singles. You, you're, you're, counting, you're, you're looking for the home run from him. Exactly. You're looking for the home run. You're looking for a few of those guys ahead of him to be on base. And that's what, you know, that's what cleanup hitters are paid to do. They're paid to drive in those RBIs. So he's going to strike. Well, he's, you know, he's not the worst guy in the world at striking out, but yeah, he's not, he's not a slap hitter. He's not hitting singles for you. Uh, up next, we go up to Buffalo, where it'll be the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Jordan Montgomery will be on the hill for the Yankees. Uh, Hunjin Rue on the mound for the Blue Jays. We talked about Rue a little bit. You kind of you know teased him a little bit. Obviously, forty-eight strikeouts on the year for him, three and one in the year. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, two and two on the year. He's got twenty-two strikeouts. Uh, had had a bad outing uh, last time out against the Rays. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, obviously from the Blue Jays side, you kind of teased a little earlier. You like this pitching spot. I do. I, I really do. Uh, my poor Yankees are just struggling. They threw a stat up and I, I wish I had like snapped it with my phone while I was watching the game earlier today. Cause it was, it was pretty relevant, but, uh, over the slump that they're in, I think it's a five and 18 record now since, uh, August 18th, uh, they were 28th in the league in like every important offensive category that you would care about uh, as far as hitting the ball and hitting the ball hard. So, I mean, this is an offense that has just not been performing to ex- to expectations. Uh, we, you know, they had judge out of the lineup the Stanton still out of the lineup. Judge is still out of the lineup. Uh, Glaber Torres was out of the lineup for that stretch. LeMahieu was out of the lineup for part of that stretch. They got those two back recently, but now they've lost Gio Urshela. Gary Sanchez is on, on the bench because he's, not hitting half his weight at this point, uh, just struggling, struggling to make contact. So it's a really diminished Yankees lineup, and Ryu is just pitching great. His strikeouts are up to 27.6% on the year. Uh, he's throwing uh, 28% change-ups the last two years, which seems to be making a little bit of difference for him, You know, really bolstering the rest of his stuff. Uh, he's very good at limiting hard hits. Uh, he's 92nd percentile in hard hit rate, 71st in exit velo, 86 in barrel. So he's missing the sweet spot of the of the bat and uh, a lot of uh, against a lot of hitters. 70th percentile in strikeout rate, uh, 49th percentile in whiff. So just really, really pitching well. Uh, I like the spot for him a lot here. I think he could put up a 
pretty good start. Yanks only uh, they're twelve percent below average uh, against lefties so far this year in weighted runs created, and twenty four point three percent strikeout rate. So they strike out a fair amount of the time. Like the spot for Ryu. Uh, on the other side, don't really like it as much for uh, poor Monty here. Uh, the Blue Jays. WRC plus 7% per, 7 above average against lefties for the season. Only a 176 ISO, so not hitting for as much power as I would have expected with this many good bats. Uh, but they only strike out 22.1% of the time, and Monty's not really much of a strikeout pitcher. Uh, over his career, he's 21.7% strikeout rate. Uh, you mentioned he's getting some uh, strikeouts this year, but yeah, he's 20 per, 20% this year. 390 XFIP, uh, limiting uh, opportunities, 1.07 whip so far on the year. So he's pitching all right, but uh, you mentioned he got he got hit the other day. He's not much of a strikeout pitcher. I don't love the spot for him, um, so I'm not sure how much Monty I would really be rolling out. I think I would probably look into those Blue Jays bats a little bit. I like some of the bats up top. Yeah, I've been riding that Rowdy Tellez uh, train here the past couple of days. He has treated me really well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like Rowdy. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I don't have his splits in front of me, lefty-lefty. Uh, so I would look into that a little bit. And you get a lefty-lefty in, like, if Travis Shaw is in the lineup. So they might go with only one of those guys. But, yeah, overall, I mean, Vlad uh, just, you know, I really like Vlad Guerrero's bat. He's up and down so far for his career, but there's talent in that bat. I like Lourdes Curiel. Uh, Teoscar is a little bit banged up, so we might see him sit again. So keep an eye on that. Uh, we've got Randall Gritchick from the right side of the plate in this one. Love his opportunity to hit a home run. So definitely uh, dig into some of those Blue Jays bats. Take a look at where they rank out in the top stacks tool. Uh, I have a feeling one of us will probably talk about them in a column too. Uh, then we got the D-backs and the Giants in San Fran. Kevin Gossman going going for the Giants. Zach Gowland going to be going for D-backs coming off a great start against uh, the, the Dodgers. When you can go out there and put up a, a line against the Dodgers that he did, that's going to get people, you know, look at, ooh, look at what he just did against the Dodgers, now against the, the Giants. Obviously, we, we've talked so much this season about the change in the park there with, with the fences coming in 8 to 10 feet, you know, kind of how that's, you know, I mean, it's not a, a hitter's park, you would say now. I mean, it's just a, a little bit, you know, less of a, pitcher's park as opposed to what we've seen in past years but what's your thoughts about zach gallon in this spot yeah i like gallon you know it's uh, like you said it's tricky with the park we don't really know what's going on out there it could be happenstance we've talked about it a lot and emacs talked about it a lot so uh, i won't belabor the point really but uh it's in play uh, i do like gallon though i'm getting a pretty good projection on him not the top of the board, uh, and for the price, it's a little tricky at 10-6 on FanDuel. So it'll be very dependent on where he's priced on DK as far as where he slots into uh, you know the decision-making process between some of the other good starters that we've talked about. Um, but the price also might keep people away from him, uh, and the Giants' performance this year might keep people away from him. But really, the Giants are doing a lot of their damage against lefties. They're uh, 222 up, so fourth in the league overall so far this season against lefties. That drops to 169 against right-handed pitching, 18th in the league. Uh, so it's not a tremendous, tremendous amount of power to worry about there. They're generating runs at a decent clip, uh, 10% above average, uh, and only striking out 22.3% of the time against righties, though. So there's a little bit to you know, focus on there, a little bit to be concerned about. But Gallon's just pitching great, generating a ton of swinging, swinging strikes, excellent, excellent uh, quality contact numbers. He's 83rd percentile in exit velo, 83rd in hard hit rate, uh, 79th ex-WOBA, 71st strikeout rate, 70th and whiff. So just really, really pitching well. I like what he's doing on the mound. Uh, on the other side, too, I, I think uh, Kevin Gaussman's probably in play as well. I don't think we can even call him Kevin Gaskin anymore with the way he's been pitching. He's been just really pitching well. 31% strikeout rate this year, 3.09 xFIP. He's allowed eight home runs in 40, uh, 40 and two-thirds innings. It's the only real clunker thing that I could say about him, but even that isn't tremendously bad for a guy who has one two nine career uh, career home run per nine. Uh, he's basically a two-pitch mix, throwing a fastball, a four-seamer, and a splitter. Gets a ton of whiff on the splitter this year. Diamondbacks are 26th in the league uh, at a one four seven ISO against righties and only an 87 uh, WRC+, plus, so 13% below average. Uh, they only strike out 20.3% in the uh, against righty pitching, so that's the second best mark in the league uh, behind the Dodgers. So it's a tricky little spot. Uh, might not be the biggest strikeout upside in the world for him there, but they might not uh, hit him around too much either. 
So depending on where he slots in on DK, he could be an interesting option as an SP2, maybe a pricier type of SP2, or like a real, real paydown option at an SP1 and do like a double paydown and get to some expensive bats. Uh, so I'm curious to see where he ranks on the top pitchers as well and where they price him. Uh, but I think at 7,700, he's in play for me on FanDuel. I get a pretty good projection for him on FanDuel. When we look at some of the bats in this game, of course, obviously, I guess one of the, the biggest storylines over the past uh, six or six-ish days or so has been about Alex Dickerson. I mean, even if you take out the three-homer game in Colorado, you follow that up, you know, with back-to-back games of 15 points and 18 points on on FanDuel. So, uh, he's 3,000, um, you know, price on FanDuel right now. Uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, Yaz and kind of, I think on Friday you kind of noted about you, you just thought that the price is just a little too high on him at this point. Yeah, I mean, particularly on DraftKings, he was, if I'm remembering correctly, like 57 and yeah. then 59 the last two days. I don't know what he was uh, going off today, but yeah, that, that's getting way up there. I know he's been playing well. Like eight home runs so far this year, 32 runs scored, 27 ribbies. Two stolen bases even. He's getting on base at a 412 clip, 291 ISO, 67% above league average WRC+. plus. But, I mean, ah, God, he's not his grandfather. Like, he's a guy who was a 29-year-old rookie. There's a reason for that. Uh, so, yeah, we've, gotten, we've squeezed so much out of this orange already that I don't know how much juice could be left at that price. 3700 I can justify it a lot more on FanDuel. Uh, and then particularly with the rest of the pricing on FanDuel on this team, you mentioned Dickerson, he's 3000 and then everyone else on the team is below three grand. Uh, so you can do, you can put together basically anything you want with the giant bats over on that site. Uh, probably going to be trickier to build with over on DraftKings, I imagine. Um, but uh, it's a tough ask against Gallon. Uh, I really like what he does. But if you wanted to do it, I mean, you've got a few good lefty bats in the two guys we talked about with Yaz and Dickerson. Then you go to like a Brandon Belt cleaning up for this lineup. Uh, Wilmer's not completely inept against same-handed pitching. You can work him in. You can work in an Evan Longoria. Brandon Crawford from the left side. We talked about Joey Bart as a sneaky catcher play the other day. So depending on where he's priced and how popular he is on DraftKings, you could potentially get to him. Um, so there are definitely things to work with in that lineup and they are creating runs above average. So they're definitely in play again. Uh, next up, we got the Astros and the A's, uh, Frankie Montas, uh, will be on the mound for the A's. Uh, as of we doing the show, they've not, the Astros have not officially announced. We're expecting that Javier is going to get the start for the Astros. Of course, for Frankie, uh, you know, I guess, uh, we want to talk about the good news. Well, last time he pitched against the Astros back on August the 8th, he threw seven innings and uh, had five strikeouts, scoring 46 points on FanDuel. Okay. The bad news is. He hasn't done well since that start. Uh, since that start, he gave up nine runs on the road against Arizona, gave up four at home against the Angels, gave up a five in his last start against the Astros. So what's your, are, are you, you know, obviously the, the trend right now is not well on Frankie. He is priced, uh, you know, noting what the slump he's in right now. Yeah, the price is really interesting. 6300 on FanDuel for a pitcher that is kind of a known commodity. I know he's not pitching well, but that's that's really interesting to me. Uh, he's struggling with his ground balls this year. He's a, he's down uh, 38% grounders uh, induced so far this year. Normally he's like a 48 to 50% type guy. So that's interesting to me. That could be happenstance. I haven't really gotten a chance to dig in too much to see exactly what might be causing that. I don't. I didn't find anything unique that he had changed in just you know the cursory look at uh, Statcast. So that's when I really want to see what might be happening there. Overall, the Astros, just a 1-6-1 ISO against right-handed pitching this year, uh, which is 20th in baseball. Uh, only 1% above uh, average in uh, WRC+, plus, so right at basically league average uh, team against righties uh, this year. So could be an interesting spot for Montas. You mentioned he pitched well uh, against them once already this season. Overall, the hard hit rate isn't too bad. 84th percentile hard hit, 74th in exit velo. So it's really he's just allowing a freakish amount for him of balls uh, up in the air and line drives. So, again, it could just be happenstance. I'm somewhat interested at that price. It's, it'll allow you to do anything you want, given that and the price of all the bats on FanDuel. Um, uh, optimizers might have difficulty with it, too. If people are setting salary floors, they might not be getting to him very much, 
which is an interesting thing that's been happening a little bit with uh, some optimizers on FanDuel. We're, we're seeing some of those discounted pitchers just not really get in play if people set to like a $33,000 salary spend floor because you can put together good lineups that are like 30000 uh, with those guys. So he'll be interesting to watch tomorrow. Javier on the other side, uh, I have to look into what's going on with him in my model because he should be getting a better projection than he is for me. Uh, but overall, he's uh, pitching uh, okay, I guess. Uh, 3-3-5 ERA, but uh, he's allowed eight home runs in 37 innings, five of those to lefty pitchers. He's a fly ball pitcher, so sometimes those just tend to travel a little bit. Gets a good whiff on his slider. It's his primary out pitch. Overall, he's uh, 83rd percentile in exit velo, 86th in hard hit rate, 77th in ex-WOBA. So he's pitching you know, pretty well. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys right around league average strikeout rate. Only 14th percentile in whiff. So doesn't get a lot of swing and miss, uh, which is a little bit concerning. A's 11th in the league, uh, 180 ISO against uh, righty pitching, uh, w, uh, 105 WRC+. plus. Uh, so a little bit above average. 25th in baseball with a 25.7% strikeout rate against righties, though. So we could see a few extra strikeouts from Javier. But again, he's not really a big-time strikeout pitcher. Um, so I could play some of the A's bats against him here, I think. We know there are home run hitters on this team. Like I mentioned, he's a fly ball pitcher. I could definitely see getting some Matt Olson in my life, get a good home run projection on him. And then you've got a Matt Chapman uh, hits from the right side of the plate, but I don't really care about that in this matchup uh, and some of the other righty hitters in this lineup. So I think I could get to some A's stacks here. Yeah, I just kind of was just kind of looking at the Astros just in terms of their pricing. Uh, just on on Fandle, you know, Kyle Tucker four thousand, Springer thirty seven hundred, Brantley thirty three hundred, uh, Correa three thousand, Guriel twenty nine hundred. So if, maybe if you want to, maybe if you you sit there and say, you know what, hey, Frankie's not pitching well. Let me let me try to ride against this train. Maybe you, maybe you look at an Astros stack there. Uh, let's uh, wrap up uh, with uh, the final game of the night, which will be the Rockies and the Padres. Kyle Freeland gonna be on the mound for the Rockies two and one. On the year, 28 strikeouts, and Denison Lament going for the pods. 2-1 and one with 57 Ks. Of course, you mentioned about the Lament. You teased about him a little bit earlier, and uh, you know, kind of uh, what do you like about him here? Uh, the strikeouts. One of my guys, for sure. Uh, you know, I talk about it a lot. Uh, he's, he missed a lot of time, and uh, he, he's somebody that people would really love if, uh, if he hadn't. Uh, 32.9% strikeout rate right now uh, this year, 9% walks. That's kind of who he is. He, he walks a few more guys than you'd like him to, but uh, gets out of jams with that incredible ability to sit guys down. Uh, tremendous, tremendous whiff on his uh, slider. Uh, one of the best uh, out pitches in baseball, really. Um, overall, he's allowed only five home runs in uh, 44 and two-thirds innings so far this year. He's striking out 34.5% of right-handed hitters. And there's a lot of uh, – the Rockies have most of their quality on the right hand, right side of the plate. So really like the matchup for him. 85th percentile overall in strikeout rate, 79th in whiff, uh, 18th percentile in hard hit rate. So he's allowed some hard contact when guys do ma make contact with it. But uh, he just he's really getting by. I like the price a lot on FanDuel at only 9000 I would expect he's probably going to be a little bit expensive on DK. But uh, Rockies on the road too. We know about that. We know that story. Uh, they only strike out 22.6% of the time against righties, but uh, he's a strikeout pitcher. That's 11th best in the league, but uh, 78 WRC+, plus, so significantly below average against righties uh, in, in creating runs. Uh, that's 27th in the league, 72 uh, WRC+, plus overall on the road. So those two things are a very bad combo against a pitcher that we like and a pitcher that limits opportunity with his ability to strike guys out. So really like the spot for Lamette, and I would be concerned about stacking Rockies. I, I don't know... Even if Lamette is popular, I don't know how much I would want to go to these Rockies uh, on the offensive side. Freeland on the other side is like the complete opposite pitcher. Doesn't really strike anybody out, but uh, he's good at uh, inducing ground balls. 55% ground balls, 21.4% soft contact, 4.10 xFIP, uh, right around uh, 40, is 409 ERA. So he is the pitcher that he is on the surface. Uh, the Padres... We know all about what they're doing this year. Uh, they're eighth in baseball uh, against lefties with a 206 ISO, 17% 17, uh, above average against lefties, uh, which is good for ninth in baseball, only striking out 21.4% of the time. So tricky, tough spot for Freeland. He could, if he's on his game, limit that Padres offense, induce a lot of ground balls, maybe a little bit worried about where they are for what they're going to cost. Uh, the prices is what uh, you know really would concern me. Forty six hundred is uh, 
up there on FanDuel. Uh, probably, I think probably the priciest guy on the slate is uh, Fernando Tatis tomorrow. 4000 for Manny Machado, uh, 3700 for Eric Hosmer. So you're getting up there in price even on uh, even on the blue site. Good for them. Uh, so tricky spot with the pods. I'd, I'd be very curious to see how they rank in the top stacks tool and what Alex thinks of them tomorrow. You know, it'd be interesting to me is just when we look at the main slate of where Lamette is going to be, particularly since we know the price on FanDuel. So I've got FanDuel up in front of me of, of where he's going to be rank in terms of top ownership at pitching. You know, as you think, I mean, you just look at it, you got Scherzer, 11,000. Uh, Gallon, 10,600. Uh, Police Sack, 10,300. Uh, Raul, 9,500. They lament 9,000. You know, that to me would be, you know, I, I could definitely see a path where if, if I want to try to go against high ownership and Scherzer, that lament is the guy. Yeah, definitely. I think so. He's in play very much in that regard for me. Uh, you know, I mentioned all the, all the pluses, and I think that's another one. I think he could be a little bit uh, sneaky there. Not going to go totally unknown because, like, you know, we know that people know about the strikeouts at this point. But I think some of those other guys are going to soak up a fair amount of ownership. And then I think some of the lower price guys are going to soak up a fair amount of the ownership that would be otherwise on him. You've got a Keller at 8,100. You've got a Gaussman at 77. We mentioned those are two somewhat interesting matchups. So I think those two guys are going to get some of the appeal there. And then I think even a Montas, it's all the way down at 63, could draw away some of the ownership. So I think Lamette is in a very, very interesting spot here. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's definitely going to be a game that I'm going to be looking at. Of course, I uh, do want to let you know that we all know that football is almost here. Starts on Thursday, so everyone's getting in their fancy drafts uh, this weekend over the next couple of days. Want to let you know about a great deal we have for you over at Awesomeo.com, where you sign up today for an Awesome Plus NFL monthly pass for 25 percent off when you use the promo code Sleeper. That's S L E E P E R at checkout. This gives you access to all Osmo's leading player projections, ownership projections, premium content, and more for NFL DFS. But wait, there's more. We here at Osmo are excited to bring you our inaugural season-long fantasy football and best ball draft kit, and you'll get this for free with your NFL annual pass. This offer is valid through September 9th, where you get a month of Osmo Plus NFL and the draft kit, an $80 value for only $38. Sign up now by clicking the Osmo Plus tab on the Osmo.com homepage. I definitely will be taking advantage of that because, well, my fantasy draft is on Monday night, and um, I know a lot about the NFC South, but uh, I need to know a little bit more about what's going on in the rest of the league, so you got to take advantage of that. And, of course, always, Terry, let everyone know, uh, you know when they wake up on Monday morning uh, what they can expect to see uh, from you on Osmo.com. Yeah, so uh, by the time you wake up, you should have my uh, quick hits column there, which is uh, the home run rundown for each team. I give a home run pick for each team, give my overall home run pick, and then I uh, break down two of the chalkier stacks on the day, working mostly with my model. Then tomorrow in the afternoon, I get into the top stacks tool, and I look for two offbeat stacks, two stacks that are going a little under-owned, projecting pretty well uh, based on what uh, Alex Osimo Baker is seeing in his uh, model, which is the made him the best player in the world, so... Definitely looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully we can dig up some good teams for everybody. And, of course, uh, keep it locked here at awesomeo.com. If you're listening to us on YouTube, be sure uh, to hit that thumbs-up button, subscribe. Or uh, if you are you know, listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, be sure you're subscribed to all the awesome content that we have for you. And of course, be sure to keep it locked here on Monday for the Strategy Show and also Live Before Lock. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the MLB Early Bird Podcast right here at awesomeo.com.